0: Your hour of thrive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamey, on the Jay Mamey Talk Show. Jay Mamey Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the J Mamie Talk Show. You are joining us again for another hour of Thrive Time. And guys, I just want to let you know that I'm excited about today's show and for good reason, and we'll get into all that in a little while. But if you're visiting our show for the first time, I want to thank you for taking the time to experience an hour of Thrive Time with our show. I think you're going to really enjoy what you will experience I believe this will be a regular, ongoing, weekly part of your schedule. Uh, We are addicting. We are an addicting show. So I'm glad that you are here to join us for the first time. And if you are coming back again as a returning listener, I want to thank you also for taking time to spend another hour with us. Whether you are catching the show live today as it airs or on a recording, I really value your commitment to join us every week uh, that's why the show has become a, a hit. Uh, many of you are continuing to send me text messages and emails and messages on Facebook and LinkedIn and so on and so forth on Instagram, just uh, really with glowing reviews and testimonies of how the show has made an impact, not only in the way that you're thinking and your perception and your ongoing movement towards thriving but also in your day and how it set the tone for your day, and I appreciate that. And, guys, that's the reason why we're doing the show, so I do appreciate all the comments, and I continue to ask you to send them on in. I love them. And, uh, by the way, some of you have also sent me questions uh, regarding some of my prior content, and we are going to do a and a uh, in our following show, so make sure that you keep an eye, uh, an ear open for that because you did – uh, there are some very great questions uh, that you guys have has sent me, so I appreciate the questions. Keep it coming, and I believe that the rest of the audience will appreciate your questions and the answers that I will give on our next show. So again, I appreciate you. A number of you are mentioning that you appreciate the specific theme, our, our specific theme approach that we have to every episode that airs, and we're going to continue to do that. In fact, many of you have suggested themes or content that you'd like for me to cover, which... That's in the works, guys. That's already in the works. So keep coming back. Keep giving the feedback because it is going to continue to add value to the show. Also, make sure that you take time to visit my show site. You can visit my show site at thejmamey.com. You can also visit it at thejmameytalkshow.com. Make sure that you check out the archive section for past episodes. Continue to binge here these episodes. And while you're at the site, guys, make sure that you visit the business directory section as well. There are amazing people that are providing amazing services on my business directory. So you want to make sure that you give them a shot because I only bring on quality. And if there are on the business directories because they provide quality service. And as my regular listeners are starting to come to expect, I bring on the show inspiring individuals who are making an impact on society, their wisdom, their experience, and their successes. They bring value to anyone looking to thrive in one capacity or another. Well, today's show takes that meaning, takes the meaning of impact to another level because my theme today, um, as you will hear soon, uh, is, is one that I think will resonate with you with current events. But our featured guest is someone who has devoted his life to coaching inner-city kids to not only championship-caliber statuses at a collegiate level and also the Olympics, but he's trained them to be leaders, effective leaders, and outstanding contributors to society. Our Hall of Fame coach, our collegiate Hall of Fame coach from SUNY Albany, Coach Roberto Vives is going to be with us today. He's going to share his story of success, 36 years coaching successfully, the awards and the championships, and uh, his his incredible contribution to these student athletes' lives is is memorable, and it is something that is worthy of his time being on the on the show today. So so that you can hear his story, it's inspiring. In addition, I'm excited about our business spotlight renowned 30-year life and health coach, Patty Saponaro, otherwise known as the Brain Gal, joins us today. So it's going to be a fantastic show. I'm glad you're with us and get ready for some Thrive Time. So let's get started. Now, I imagine that I was uh, as shocked and, and, quite frankly, as saddened as everyone else was when we all heard the news recently that the actor Chadwick Boseman had passed away. Many of you who uh, are familiar with uh, or, or follow movies or are into uh, Marvel uh, comic books and so on, but I mean, it's very difficult not to, to, to have heard of Chadwick Bozeman, the upcoming, inspiring, what I believe uh, a rising star in the world of Hollywood. Uh, I grew up as a child collecting and reading comic books, and the Black Panther was one of my favorite Marvel superheroes. So it was especially difficult for me to hear of Chad's passing, not so much for the comic book hero itself or or his portrayal of T'Challa in the Black Panther movie, but for the lessons that this extraordinary individual, this extraordinary actor, and again, a rising star, taught us all about life. See, many of you probably know that. Many, Many of you probably know that. Uh, by now, anyhow, that he had been battling cancer privately for four years, which means that he filmed some of his most memorable works during bouts with chemo, and hardly anyone knew about it. He kept it private for four years, guys. Now, why did he do that? Only Chad truly knows why he, he he did that and why he decided to keep it a secret. I want to submit to you that he probably wanted to give his best with the short amount of time that he probably knew that he had. That would be my uh, summation of of why he kept it a, a secret. You know, I imagine that he didn't want sympathy or pity from anyone so as to distract him from giving all he could because he was committed to his art. He was committed to his fellow artists. To the directors, to his staff, and he was committed to his fans. So he knew that there would be people counting on him, and he was not going to let them down, even though he was struggling with the with the reality of his condition and probably the worsening of it. Um, and even during his chemotherapy sessions, which any of you who've had cancer or uh, have struggled with family members who have cancer. You, you understand that is a difficult, difficult time. That this man continued to perform, albeit secretly, so that he could give it his best. You know, I also have to believe that during the last two years or so of his life, that Chad took nothing for granted and enjoyed every day that he was alive. He took every day as a precious day that he was alive. I'm sure he gave thanks for it. You know, legendary singer Whitney Houston has a famous song called One Moment in Time, and I know many of you have heard of that song. It's a very popular song. It's a song with lots of meaning. Well, I think that song is so appropriate for the life that Chad lived because he truly used his one moment in time and became all he could be in that moment, in all retrospect, a fairly short-lived moment, right? In all retrospect, forty-three years old. That's a there's 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 many more years he had ahead of him. So let me ask you to consider what Chadwick Boseman would say to us days or hours before his final departure, if we had been privy to a final chat with him. I want you to consider that what kind of conversation would he have had with you or with me a couple of hours or a couple of days before his final departure? I I bet you that he probably would say something to the extent of, or he would question you uh, uh, or ask you to consider a few things that may be going on in your life. He probably would ask you, What are you worrying about that's consuming you so much right now? What what is it that you're worrying about that is just eating you up to the point that you have lost your peace? What arguments are you letting steal and rob you of joy? And what hurts are you still carrying around today that should have been let go of or dealt with years ago? What grudge? against another person or a group or a company are you still holding on to? What past mistakes are you still not forgiving yourself for? I don't think that Chad would, would be chatting about or allowing you to chat about your problems and your concerns and all of the things that are discouraging you at the moment. I think he would say to you, let go and move on because you also have just one moment in time and it is in this time right now there is no other time this is the time in the moment that you have right now see the fact of the the matter is that you have that moment now And to take advantage of that moment is critical. To give it all that you've got is critical. To be as committed as you can be is critical. To be able to maintain composure and peace and joy and focus on the things that are important, that would be the most that you can get, the most that you can derive, the most that you can extract from this one moment in time, to be able to give all that you've got, to be able to do something special, that you have that moment now. Because the rest of the day, tomorrow, next week, next year, it's not guaranteed. So what benefit is there to hold on to any of it, any of this nonsense? He would say to you, He would say to you, what benefit is there to hold on to any of the challenges you're facing that can handicap you, that they only serve to hinder you, they only serve to hold you hostage from the life you were called to live? I think that's what Chad would say to you. I think that's what Chad would say to me. Guys, we'll be right back. My friends, did you know that if you only have state minimum coverage and you total a really nice car, that you may not have enough coverage and you could be sued by the insurance company? That's right. Not all coverage is the same. And it's absolutely necessary to work with an insurance agency that has your best interest at heart. That's where Texas Edge Insurance comes in. Not only are they trusted experts, but as an independent agency, they have access to over 30 well-respected companies to get you the right coverage. So if insurance peace of mind is what you seek, call Texas Edge Insurance at 817-406-2929 or visit them at Texas Edge edgeagency.com
1: are you looking for the very best in senior care but also safety against coronavirus i'm godwin dixon co-founder and co-creator of Teresa's house assisted living and memory care at craig ranch mckinney we designed Teresa's house to be the very best with state-of-the-art air safety features and 24 7 on-site nursing and fun activities in a beautiful and home-like setting Teresa's house is perfect Call us today at 972 747 8033 or visit us at Teresa's House.com to learn more. Teresa's House, just like home, only better. Sometimes you don't realize how much something was bothering you until it's gone. And then you breathe a big sigh of relief. Ah. <sighs> That's exactly how you're going to feel after we work our magic at your house. 1-800-GOT-JUNK makes you feel happier in your home. Cleaner. Stronger. And more relaxed. Like you just stepped out of a hot shower. And are ready for anything. Make your home a happy home. By calling 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. You can't imagine how much better you're going to feel when all that junk is gone. (sighs) Ah. You don't have to lift a finger. That's not true. What? <laughs> they need to lift their pointing finger. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Make your home a happy home. And it will make you happy too. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or
2: visit one 800 gotjunkcom
1: Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie.
0: Welcome, everyone, back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am here with my featured guest for today. And as I mentioned earlier, someone who has an extraordinary, extraordinary track record uh, of success as a coach. And you know, as I mentioned in our last segment, it's about capitalizing with the moment that you're given in time. And if there is something that can be said about Coach Roberto Vives, he has been capitalizing for many, many years. The moment that he's been given in this time. So I'm excited to have him on the show. Coach Roberto Vives, guys, enters his 36th season at the University of Albany as the director of the Albany Track and Field Program. And understand his achievements in the last 36 years. During that period, Coach Vives has coached 148 All-American athletes, 14 individual NCAA champions. 14 of his athletes have been inducted into the school's Athletic Hall of Fame, but under Coach Vives, University of Albany has won a total of 57 American East Conference titles, 33 going to men, 24 going to women. He's also captured four IC4A titles, three ECAC championships. He's been inducted into every possible coaches' Hall of Fame that you can imagine. And he's been instrumental in also developing uh, athletes that have gone on to compete in the Olympics. But more importantly, what he's done, he has developed student-athletes that have gone on to become leaders in their communities, uh, impactful contributors to society, and his students have a over 90% ratio of passing with fantastic grades. It's an amazing story, and he is one of these unsung heroes that uh, the majority of the world will never hear about, but he's made such an impact in the lives of so many people and continues to do so. So it really is a pleasure to have Coach Roberto Vives on the line today. Coach, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Jay. It's a pleasure to be here and to be on your show. I've been a follower and I've been enjoying your show to this point.
0: Well I appreciate you, my friend. Before we get started, it's, it's really important to have our listening audience get up to speed on on who Roberto Vives is, a little bit about your background, where you've come from. So could you take a few minutes to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that my heroes, my first heroes growing up were my, my parents. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the proud son of Juan and Paula Vives. Uh, they migrated to New York from Puerto Rico as teenagers back in the 1950s. And I just can't imagine how, th- how that must have been. You're coming in with limited uh, education, uh, didn't speak the English language, but yet they arrived and they had that American dream in mind. You know, they had the hope to build a better life through hard work and dedication for me and my seven brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest. I was born at Mount Sinai Hospital in Manhattan and raised in the projects of the South Bronx. Uh, you know, obviously, we were poor and, and surrounded by drugs and alcohol and gangs. But thankfully, you know, my parents were, encouraged us uh, to strive for education. Uh, we always had love in the home. Um, and, you know, that along with my Christian faith and my love of sports, uh, I, for the most part, stayed clear of trouble. You know, my father had a, a bodega. And for those... Listeners at home, Bodega is a grocery store uh, in Brooklyn. And my mom, she was a hairdresser and factory worker. Um, we learned to work at a young age. I remember shining shoes and delivering uh, groceries for people, etc. But when I was old enough, my father stopped taking me to the store in the morning. So that became my job for, you know, when I was a teenager for about six years. <clears throat> and there I stocked shelves. I, I cut meat. You know, I felt sorry for people that asked me to cut their chicken. I'd say, you sure? Right. <laughs> I will butcher their chicken. you know? but, yeah, you uh, gave a new meaning you know,
0: to the word butcher.
2: <laughs> that was it. That was it, you know. I worked the cash register. I cleaned up and, you know, but I learned by observing my dad, who was a Korean War Navy veteran, mm. um, uh, you know, the meaning of, 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 of hard work. And, you know, and developing a work ethic. He encouraged me to be the best in whatever I do. I remember him saying, if you sweep floors for a living, be the best floor sweeper ever. Uh, You know, tragedy hit our family uh, back in 1979. My father was murdered Mm. in that bodega, Mm. you know. I mean, it it was a very difficult time uh, for me and my siblings. He was only 46. I was 23 at the time, and my youngest uh, sibling was was 10. You start to wonder about the future. You know, it was a tough time, really a tough time. But, you know, I was uh, glad that I gave both my parents the opportunity uh, to see me graduate from college a year earlier, a year before that tragedy. And I remember my father just running across the field to see you at different Uh, Spots and the pride that he had to say, that's my son, that's my son. Mm. And I saw this man running across the field, and it was just, uh, you know, I was glad to be able to give them both that gift uh, and also to inspire my younger sibling to strive for excellence. Uh, Obviously, growing up in the projects, you know, the big sport is, is basketball. I played basketball as a kid, but, you know, when I got to high school, I was like five feet tall. And uh, so I didn't make the high school team. Uh, so I went out for track and field. And from the very beginning, from that moment on, I fell, fell in love with the sport. You know, I participated. Um, uh, yeah, I started at 14. And as I started running track, a career that I had for about 15 years up to the 1984 Olympic trials, you know, I started coaching my brothers and other kids from the housing project. Uh, And, you know, we didn't have a track, so I just measured with my feet a track around the building. Mm. Uh, I measured 260 yards, you know, and I would walk out with a little notebook and a little stopwatch, and we kept records, and I started coaching kids from 14 years old on, and we used the building. And, you know, something, Uh, it was strange to see kids running around a building, but, you know, the older kids, you know, the tough guys from the neighborhood, they they said leave those guys alone. They're gonna be in the Olympics, you know. Because there were some other kids that would try to, you know, uh, put a rope out to try to trip us off or do things. And we were we got protected by the older kids. They just saw something special in what we were doing. Eventually, you know, we uh, formed the Bronx International Athletic Club, and that, uh, you know, just to help kids in the neighborhood, you know, uh, develop. Out of that club, we had six Olympians. Um, But I saw that I was sending kids all over the country on full scholarships, but they were coming back home after a semester, after a year, because of lack of academic services and support. You know, unfortunately, a lot of our kids, you know, were used for their athletic prowess, but not really given the direction and the leadership that they needed to develop academically. So that's when I decided to become a college coach. And I was offered the position at the University at Auburn. And as you mentioned, I've been there for been here now for 36 years. Uh, it was a five-year plan, and here we are. You know, as you mentioned, we've won numerous championships, and more than uh, 90% of our. What I'm most proud of is that more than 90% of our student athletes have graduated and moved on to have great careers. That's incredible. I've also had the opp- yes. I have also had the opportunity to coach internationally, and uh, that's been an honor. I've coached Team USA down in Costa Rica, the national team there. And for the past four years, I've had the honor and privilege to coach the Puerto Rico national team. You know, it's the birthplace of my parents, so it's something that was very special for me. And I've had the opportunity to coach at World Championships and at the Rio Olympic Games. So I've been blessed. You know, I've been that poor kid from the South Bronx uh, who have had the opportunity to travel the world, make a positive difference in the lives of thousands of young people during my 50-year career. And it has been a privilege to have the opportunity to be called coach mm. and to do what I absolutely love doing. And I would like to, you know, give a shout-out, because nothing's done by yourself, to my beautiful wife of 37 years, Valerie, who has been my partner and supporter in this journey, as well as my now-adult children, Andres, Ashley, and their spouses, Nairobi and Steven as well as my two-year-old granddaughter,
0: Nina Simone. Thank you. Well, Coach, I tell you, it, there's there's something to be said about a stellar career. And, uh, boy, I tell you, we could wrap up the segment, which we're not, but we could wrap up the segment here, and I think <laughs> your story has already inspired the listener. But we're gonna, we're not going to let you off the hook that easily, mm-hmm. though. we got a few more questions oh, okay, to okay. ask you, because obviously mm-hmm. someone who has had the success that you have had comes not only at uh, at a price, but also you've learned so many things along the way in dealing with people and raising leaders and so on and so forth. So we're going to dive into that. But the the true measure of how much someone is loved and how much impact they've made on, on someone else's life is when they are still called coach many, many years later after they've no longer... Been coached by the individual. I know my brother Joe Mamie, was coached by you uh, at at the uh, at Albany, and to this day he calls you coach, and that was you know 30 years ago, 35 years ago, yeah. actually 30 yeah. years ago, and you actually mm-hmm. came and attended his 50th birthday, uh, which is when I I've been I haven't seen you in a long time, and I saw you there, so I was also moved. He was moved that after all these years, you, you guys are still keeping in touch and you came down to celebrate uh, his 50th, my 50th, because we're twins, so was, we were both there oh, celebrating yeah. 50th birthday. And uh, it's just a true testimony to the impact you've had in his life and I'm sure in the lives of, of many, many others. So uh, that's a unsung hero right there, guys. But, Coach, what Thank is you. your winning formula? You've got a formula. No one who has had the success that they have had Goes uh, has that type of success without a, a formula. So what would you say is your winning formula for success?
2: You know, um, my winning formula uh, for success has definitely been uh, my education, and I continually strive. I don't, Even though I've been in this for 50 years, I continually strive to learn more. I attend symposiums and, and go to workshops and go to national conventions, listen to other coaches, watch other coaches in action, and I think that as much as you can learn, that's something that you're going to bring back to young people. Uh, definitely, I spoke about my work ethic. Uh, I love what I do, so I work hard at it. And, uh, and, I, and I think having a genuine caring for your student athletes, uh, when they see that, you know, uh, my focus has always been their full development, and not just athletically, but academically, emotionally, and socially. I found that if you take care of the needs, of their needs and help them with their development, that success is a byproduct of that. Mm. You know, you find people that say, we want to win. We want to win. And, and, and don't think of the student athletes as individuals that have needs, uh, that, that are emotional, that need uh, support and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, the age, the student athletes I work with are between the ages of 18 and 22. They're still in the process of becoming adults. So you become almost like a second parent to them. So I don't take that lightly. I really, you know, uh, sit with them. We set up individual goals and we work together to achieve those goals.
0: Uh, That's a winning formula all the way around. When you put enough effort, care, and concern into the well-being of an individual, not just in one area or one capacity, but when you really have this holistic approach that, meets the needs of that individual, obviously and almost automatically, you're going to have uh, not only a tremendous relationship built, but you're going to extract success from that person because you're looking at all of their needs, not just the one that would make them a star or make you a star. And, And that really is a winning formula for successful coaching. Guys, when we come back after the break, we're going to also continue to pick Coach Vives's brain and we're going to learn uh, about the lessons that he himself has learned as a coach and but also how to raise champions uh, which is not an easy thing to do so he's going to share with us his formula and his lessons on how to raise and train champions when we come back after the break. Having a hard time finding commercial funding? Is this challenge stalling your business goals and dreams? Well, at JRF Financial, they specialize in getting your commercial funding challenges resolved because they work with the largest SBA lender in the country. They work with over 33 different types of alternative lending and can fund anything from equipment to real estate. Don't let funding challenges stop you. Call Justin Fry at 678-506-7567 or visit them at jrffinancial.com. Org. Is your company's office or warehouse space meeting its needs? Do you like your building? Have you given thoughts towards moving to a new location anywhere nationwide? Jeff York, CEO of ForTheTenant.com, has saved his clients millions of dollars in cost and countless hours in time. ForTheTenant.com represents your interest solely to get you the best space at the best price, period. They handle leases and purchases, and there's never a cost for their services. So go visit them at ForTheTenant.com or call Jeff at 321-663-4567. 3535.
3: The Susan G. Komen Dallas Virtual More Than Pink Walk is your opportunity to walk and fundraise on behalf of those affected by breast cancer. People facing breast cancer need us now more than ever. Don't miss the Komen Dallas Virtual More Than Pink Walk on October 24th. The walk brings together an empowered community of hope to raise funds for breast cancer treatment, patient advocacy, and life-saving research. Join your community and register today for the Susan G. Komen Dallas Virtual More Than Pink Walk at komen-dallas.org
1: and paid for by Progression. Are you being denied credit? Are you getting hit with high interest rates because of a low credit score? Bad credit happens to good people. In fact, millions of Americans are victims of incorrect or unfair items on their credit report without even knowing. But don't worry, because the Credit Repair Helpline is here for you. We'll communicate with creditors and the credit bureaus on your behalf to address unfairly reported items like late payments, collections, charge-offs, and even bankruptcies, which can lead to a higher credit score. Our proven process has helped hundreds of thousands of people just like you see meaningful Improvements to their credit profile. Working to repair your credit today can help you get the new car, new home, or new job you've always wanted. Call 800 609 7204 now and get your free credit score. Call 800 609 7204 to start working to restore your credit. The call is free and the credit evaluation is free. So call 800 609 7204. That's 800 609 7204. Start building your credit today. Again, 800 609 7204.
0: Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We are talking with incredibly successful coach Roberto Vives from the University of Albany. Uh, just an amazing individual with an amazing track record, no pun intended, of not only championship winnings, tremendous success on the, uh, on the track and field uh, sport itself, but also in raising and developing leaders. So, Coach, we left off And our last segment, looking at the lessons you have learned yourself about raising and training champions, what have those lessons been?
2: Well, you know what I've learned, uh, especially working with Olympic-level athletes, et cetera, is that uh, regardless of the level of the athlete, you always have to be honest with them. You have to work hard uh, to develop that uh, coach-athlete relationship. That relationship is one of the most important relationships in athletics. The student athlete, you know, you need to prepare them mentally and physically for competition. You have to instill trust and confidence and belief uh, that is important for success. And, you know, and I learned that after physical training that the mental preparation is kind of, you know, people say it's about 90%. And I just want to share a quick story uh, I had a young lady, Grace Claxton, at the University at Albany. She was a junior, uh, going into a junior year. And I said, you know what? Uh, let's try doing a different event. That's a chance that you could be an Olympian. And she looked at me at first like, yeah, right. But <laughs> 15 months later, she qualified for the Olympic in a new event, the 400-meter hurdles. She went into the Olympic Games ranked number 42 in the world. <laughs> and uh, out of the 48 women that were accepted, and we were down in Rio, and I saw that a big part of my job, this was all new, was to prepare her to walk into that stadium of 80,000 people and be ready to perform at a high level and help her to believe that she's better than she thought she was. Uh, In the first round, she had to finish in the top three to make the semifinals. She wasn't projected to get out of the first round. Lo and behold, uh, she finishes third. She makes it to the semifinals. In the semifinals, she finished fifth. And, uh, overall going in ranked number 42, she, she finished 14th in the world mm. in her first Olympic games. So a big part of that was just, uh, the belief and the mental preparation and saying, when you walk into that stadium, you have to tune out the world, the media, the 80,000 people in the stand and do what you can do. And she did it and she did it well. And in fact, she ran a personal best. So, uh, So that's, that's one of the lessons that I really learned about preparing school and that the mental is a big part of it.
0: Well, you know, I, I completely agree with you. There's a whole, uh, there, there is something to be said about training physically, but boy, if you don't have the mental toughness to go along with the physical toughness, you're still handicapped. Isn't that true?
2: Yes. Yes, you are. Definitely. So I want to give a I've quick kudos shout out to
0: Grace on. Claxton here. Grace, congratulations! That is a wonderful story, and uh, you deserve the success that you had. Uh, so I, I'm I'm glad the the story was shared with us. Uh, but Coach, as a personal development professional that I am, I've been a I still am a leader. Uh, I coach myself in different capacities. Thousands of people over my 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 career. Uh, I am a developer and director of other directors so I work a lot with people uh, young kids as well mm-hmm. as you have all the way up to adults in, in a business capacity there's something to be said about being an effective developer of others whether that's through a coach uh, uh oppor- coaching opportunity or a, a director opportunity or a leader or or a politician or a ministry or any any capacity that puts you or lays the responsibility at your feet to develop other people to get the best out of other people but how does a coach or a leader or a teacher in your perspective in your experience get the best out of people like you've been able to do
2: well i think you have to inspire people uh to do more than they think that they can you know this involves building people up rather than knocking them down Mm. uh you know a great teacher a great coach always starts out by building self-esteem. And then you, are, you have to be a great life teacher. Teaching goes beyond the X and O's. Uh, there's a coach, you, you, know, you look for opportunities where the most important life lessons can be taught, like mastering hardships, mm-hmm. handling and rebounding from failures and setbacks, trusting your teammates, sacrificing individual needs for the group, uh, mostly dealing with winning and losing, good sportsmanship, fair play, honesty, integrity, et cetera. Finally, you have to put your ego out of the equation. You know, a lot of us say, oh, look what I did. You know, uh, basically, you have to put the needs of the individual before, before yours. And I just try to build a culture. Uh, you know, we always tell our kids, do the incredible. And they, they wonder what that is. And I had a young man, Jason Tomlinson, that I used to call him a sensation. I saw he had a low self-esteem. He was a walk-on. And I said, hey, Jason, um, you're a sensation. And about uh, several weeks later, he comes to me, and said, Coach, why do you call me a sensation? <laughs> I said, because that's what I believe you're going to be. You know, some two years later, he was a conference champion. He ran the fastest time by an American in the country for 500 meters. So he, started, he embraced that. He took it in. He started to believe it. And even before he was there, you started to put that, instill that into him. You are a sensation. So, so... Quick story about, about
0: that. So what message, Coach, do you have for young athletes who don't have the best economics, the best academics, really? the best surroundings, the best role models? I mean, you yourself grew up in the South Bronx. Me and my brother, as you know, grew up in a barrio, Spanish Harlem. Yes. Uh, and there's so many uh, individuals who, no fault of theirs, they grew up in an environment that isn't the most supportive it isn't the most uh, conducive for success. They don't even know what success looks like, but here they are, here you are, these, these precious people with tremendous ability, potential talent, uh, but it's suppressed because their environment doesn't encourage, it doesn't uplift them. But what message do you have for these folks, or these young kids that are going to listen to this broadcast, that are going to listen to this episode at some point in time, but what message do you have to these individuals that's going to inspire them to keep going?
2: Yes, and I hope they are listening. My message is to use what you have and make the best of it. You know, I've coached champions, and we didn't have a track. As I mentioned, we ran around a building. Um, You know, I've coached in hallways and tunnels and cafeterias. That, you know, being a champion begins in your mind. It's believing it and then working hard to achieve it. Don't give up. God has put greatness into each and every one of you. And, again, you know, the world's fastest male and female, Usain Bolt and Shelly Ann Frazier, I've gone to Jamaica on numerous occasions. I've met them, and I've seen where they train. They're just on grass tracks. There's no, no real uh, state-of-the-art facilities. And they've built themselves up to be the very best, number one in the world, and world record holders, et cetera. So take what you have and make the best of it you can succeed. And don't let no one tell you that you can't succeed.
0: Coach, your message today has been fantastic. I know that there is a lot more that you've got to give to the uh, to poor, rather, into the lives of, of young adults, high school students, and even those that, are, that you've not yet met. But what does the future hold for you, uh, for your family? And, and how long do you see yourself being able to, to continue to help develop others?
2: You know, I love I love what I do, and as long as uh, God grants me health and strength, I'm going to continue to coach and inspire, you know, the generations for years to come.
0: Well, I know that you will. I know the impact you're going to continue to make into the lives of others it will be not only legendary. It's already legendary, but there are still those individuals that are right now, and I mean individuals, I mean young kids, uh, preteens and teens, that are in the hood and they're they are running around the building uh, like me and my brother. We used to practice. We didn't have <laughs> we didn't have <laughs> anything like a track like you did in the South Bronx. So me, and my brother used to run up and down the the staircases uh, and the projects. We lived in the 18th floor. So we would train for track, and we would train for football. I trained for football. He trained for track. Whenever we were preparing to play whatever sport we were involved in and playing at the time, boy, the hallways, those long hallways in the projects <laughs> became mm-hmm. our, our, our sprints. Right. And, and running right. up and down 18 flights of, of stairs uh, in the summertime became our training ground because we had nothing else. But, you know, I, I think just like you and just like many – we wanted to be somebody so bad. We wanted to win so bad that we were not going to let our environment hold us back. And just like Hussein Bolt and Shelly Ann and Jamaica, you know, they're running on on probably not the best of running conditions, not 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 the best of uh, yeah. of of running grounds to train. But here they are, uh, Olympic medalists because their desire is greater than their environment. That was the case with me, my brother. That's the case with you, and that's the case with so many of you who you have had a chance to coach. So we appreciate you, brother, being on the. On the show today, I believe that this is going to be one of those episodes that will change the lives of many. And many of those, coach, you'll never know who they are. And we will never know who those individuals are. But one day they'll give a testimony to the fact that they kept on going because they were inspired by this episode and by your words. So once again, we appreciate having you on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me here. And I like to end up with a quote by Roberto Clemente. Anytime you have an opportunity to make a difference in this world and you don't, then you are wasting your time on earth. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for being on the show. Guys, we will be back right after this commercial break. Running and marketing your company during a pandemic requires creative solutions. That's why the Richie Company can help you in a variety of ways, from signage to show your customers you're open and following all social distancing and safety guidelines, to branded items like masks, Hand sanitizers, bags, and even packaging. Go check them out at thericheycompany.com. That's R-I-C-H-E-Y company.com. Eight in ten companies face harassment and discrimination claims every year. Yours might be one of the two that won't, but the odds aren't great and the stakes are high. I'm Jared Pope, founder and CEO of WorkShield. We're disrupting industry standards with the first solution to manage workplace bad behavior that works for everyone. We remove the fear of retaliation for employees and remove the liability for corporations, all at the same time. If you're ready to make positive changes in your workplace, you can call one 866 946 5558, or just go to WorkShield.com to learn more.
3: Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time.
2: My name is Dr. Roger Bond. I've been in practice for around 30 years now. One of the products that I recommend to my patients, I highly recommend, is Balance of Nature. Back in the early 2000s, I began to have some respiratory issues that uh, affected my practice. It affected my family life to the point where I'd come home from work and uh basically just lay down on the carpet because I was so tired. As I took Balance of Nature that began to slowly change and the energy came back and was able to enjoy time with my family. I recommend Balance of Nature to all of my patients um, because it's a product that works.
3: Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code DALLAS.
0: Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back to the Mamie Talk Show. Uh, What an incredible episode with Coach Roberto Vives that we just experienced. Uh, Guys, I tell you, there are certain segments that are just worth listening over and over and over again because there's so much goodness and there's so much information that you can distract from it that uh, a one-time listening just won't do. And this prior segment with... Coach Roberto Vives certainly is, is one of those episodes that you just want to listen to it over and over again, and you want to share it with your young folks and share, uh, share it with your uh, your friends. It's just an unbelievable story of someone who's done amazing things. But speaking about a lifelong commitment to doing amazing, amazing things, our featured business spotlight for the show today is known as the Brain Gal, Patty Saponaro has been sharing her wisdom in the form of coaching with regards to life coaching and health coaching and and just coaching people on overall success for close to 40 years. And she loves what she does. She's passionate about what she does and she brings tremendous value and information and education, which is how you get on this show. So, Patty, welcome to the show.
3: Well, thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Patty, why don't you share a little bit about your story so our listeners have a chance to know who you are?
3: Okay. Well, like he said, I'm Patty Sepinaro, and I grew up in Framingham, Massachusetts, outside of Boston. And um, I came to Dallas, as they say, come as quick as you can. I did 23 (laughs) years ago, so I do live in the DFW area. Mm -hmm. Um, But I grew up in a big Italian family back east. So, what that means is everything revolves around eating mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so, and if you weren 't eating, there was something wrong with you right <laughs> so with that, as a child, I suffered with headaches and stomach aches and a lot of health issues, but what i didn 't know until I was eighteen so i 'm aging myself here forty years ago <laughs> um, i had a, I had allergies I had food allergies. Well, not only do you have the, if you want to call it a handicap, that you have to eat, um, but dairy was in every mm. meal. Mm-hmm. Well, I was allergic to that, oh, but boy. I didn't know. Right. Right. So I started on my quest um, 40 years ago, and I actually, someone gave me a book is how it happened. Okay. And I read this book, um, Fit for Life, and I'll tell I've you what. I've heard of the book. Oh my gosh.
0: That's a bestseller.
3: It changed my yeah. life. hmm But here's what was crazy about that whole thing. So here I am, I'm 18. I've suffered headaches and stomach aches my whole life, I think every day, Mm -hmm. to the point where they thought I was faking, right? Hmm. You would have to think that. She just doesn't want to go to school. (laughs) No, I'm actually very social, so it was the opposite. Um, But I started to feel amazing. So it just grabbed me, right? And so that was how I began my quest. Well, once I kind of connected the dots, that health was a lifestyle, right? It mm-hmm. wasn't a quick fix. Right. I became so passionate that I have to help everyone. I have to spread the word. That's right? amazing. Yes. So in my quest um, of the last 40 years, I ha- I will go to the grocery store with you. I will teach you what you should be buying, but I have to find out a little bit about you. That's why I go to the grocery store with them. It's fine to go in their pantry go to the grocery store with them. (laughs) And you tell them, just get whatever you always get. And you watch and you learn so much. But then what I do, instead of making them wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So say it's dairy that they love. That's okay. But let's find a healthy alternative. Let's find out what you like about that particular product. And so that's what I do. From there, um, I begin to teach them that this is a lifestyle and I promise you, healthy living and healthy eating is not boring. Right. And it's not tasteless. Right. It's not. But that's what we uh, associate it with, right? Correct. So, and I try to encourage them to exercise. So in my quest, I don't know, just over the last year or so, brain health, mm-hmm. right? How did I become brain gal from food gal, right? (laughs) Right. uh, That's
0: that's interesting pivot. Uh, So I definitely want to learn more about that, but I'll tell you something real quick. The the point that you make about lifestyle is so critical because I was having a conversation with a guy yesterday at a networking event, and he couldn't believe when I told him my age. Mm. He says, holy smokes. He says, how are you that age? I'm 50. How are you that age? Looking like that. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's younger and he looks like, like what he does. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. That's right. I said, brother, I've been working out since I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. My uncle used to come over to the house in order to keep two rambunctious twins uh, somewhat uh, calm for a while. Mm-hmm. He would come over and ask us to do push ups, and whoever did the most push ups, he would give us a dollar. Oh. So we look forward <laughs> to having uh, Uncle uh, Pablo come over to give us a dollar. And me and my brother used to compete for push ups. But that started a lifestyle, just like with you, just mentioned when you're 18 years old, 19 years old. Mm -hmm. It started a lifestyle, uh, a conditioning of health and fitness and being mindful of Mm -hmm. what we do, what we put in our bodies, but then how we treat our bodies as a result of that as well. Mm -hmm. So it's all about a lifestyle, but Mm -hmm. lifestyles begin with discipline and good habits, don't they?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So what are you passionate
0: about now, uh, with brain power, and why are you the brain gal?
3: Yeah, great question. Um, so brain power, what I didn't realize or associate is that when we talk about health, we think of what, immune system, mm-hmm. and then probably over the last decade, gut. all of a sudden gut health, that's all mm-hmm. you hear about, is gut health, gut health. But brain health, I, we're not really hearing a ton about it it's actually more important than the immune system and the gut health. But I don't want to really say it like that. It is just as important, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Brain health, immune health, and gut health, it all goes hand in hand. But it starts with the brain. So if you think about the brain, you think what? Crossword puzzles? Maybe, right. right, right. Something of exercising the brain, but we actually have so much more that we need to understand about the brain, so let's just kind of you know break it break that down a little bit and jump into that a little bit, okay, so the brain or brain power or brain health, yes, we first think probably what thoughts absolutely, absolutely, we are in charge of taking those thoughts, right. And taking them captive and replacing them. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree.
3: But there's so much more. Brain needs food. The brain is designed to get food. So if we eat a piece of food, let's just say an orange, right? That orange is not just vitamin C. And sometimes we confuse that. No, it is a balance of the nutrients that we need. Mm. Well, the brain is the same way it functions the same way. In other words, God made it that it needs a balance. It needs a variety and it needs certain nutrients. So the brain is what's in charge of balancing your body, your immune system, your focus, um, everything that we're really concerned about. And so that's what kind of drove me to be passionate about brain health, if that makes sense.
0: It does. And what I'd like for you to do, Patty, if you could share with our listeners, uh, because macronutrients, it's, mm-hmm. it, they're, they're so critical in good brain health, but yet most people, they don't even know what macronutrients are, mm-hmm. let alone what foods contain them, mm-hmm. let alone how to intake that. Mm-hmm. So could you share a little bit about that? So our listeners are really informed.
3: Yes. Okay, so your macronutrients are your vitamins, right? Your carbohydrates, your fats, your proteins. Those are good, but your brain needs the micronutrients. So we hear this micronutrients. What, what are they talking about? They're primarily talking about the minerals, mm. right? So there are minerals. They're actually, if you date back, To how we grow, what do we do? We grow it in what? Soil.
0: Right. Right? Right. Okay.
3: The soil has the perfect elements. There's actually 13 of them. The perfect combination. Okay. Perfect um, certain types of minerals that you have to get in order for your brain to function. But we wish it could be so simple. If you look at statistics, and there's a lot of them, starting in the 1950s and 60s, Our soils have been declining Mm. of the necessary nutrients that we need for our brain and our body. Interesting. I know. And it has pretty much stayed very declined. So we know that our soils are depleted. So does that mean, well, then I'm not going to have an apple. I'm not going to have that salad. Why would I do that? No, that's not what this means. We still eat right. We still make good choices, but we have to be aware that what was intended to be in our foods are not at the levels that they used to be, if that makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. Okay, so micronutrients is what we really need to tune into to understand what do I need to feed my brain with. So let's just talk about a few to answer your question. So everybody's familiar with magnesium, right? I would say, yeah. Yeah, pretty safe. Well, magnesium is probably one of the most critical important mineral. It's, it has many, many functions and we don't have time to get into everything, but I will tell you this. It helps with muscle, nerve function, regulating blood pressure and supports the immune system. Mm. So there you go. Mm -hmm. That's our connection, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it keeps going and it keeps going. Let's just pull potassium. Most of us know what potassium is. Most of us know, Oh, I'm going to eat a banana. It will give me some potassium. Yes, but also according to the WebMD, potassium is the mineral that is crucial for life, necessary for the heart, the kidney, and other organs to work normally. And let's just jump into one more, phosphorus, right? Most of us kind of, maybe we learned it in chemistry. I don't know, but it's familiar, right? According to medlineplus.gov, it's the main function in the formation of bones and teeth. It helps the body use carbohydrates and fat now, this is, the go- this is my favorite. It's needed to make protein for the growth of maintenance and repair the cells and tissues. So can you imagine how important are our teeth?
0: Very important.
3: Right. We only get right. one set.
0: Right, exactly. And when you don't have them, you miss them. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. And also, too, it's not cheap to replace that that's tooth. Right. That's nor right. is it easy. So that's just a small example of the micronutrients that is so necessary for the brain. In the body to function. So you can probably see now the correlation between the brain and the body. So you balance the brain, you balance the body.
0: Excellent. So in our last minute here, Mm -hmm. what would be some of the side effects that a person can experience if they don't have the proper micronutrients feeding their brain?
3: Oh, great question. Okay. Might take a little longer than a minute, but here's the biggie. Do you feel anxious? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel um, maybe like foggy? You know, you, you, you kind of feel like you're confused. How about this one? You forget what you went in the room for? Mm. I know. And this is a biggie. I know you told me, but I can't remember. Mm. Can you tell me again? Mm. Right? And my kids, they're like, oh, my goodness, right? <laughs> <laughs> so those are just a few um, that our brain is trying to tell us something. But we're not trained to understand that, hey, there's a correlation. There's a correlation, it, and it's not an accident. So, Patty, where
0: could people find you to learn more about not only what you provide as a service, but you provide as coaching, as product recommendation? Where could they find you in the last 10 seconds?
3: Okay, Braingal.com is probably the easiest and best place for them to go. So if they just go to Braingal.com. Everything's there.
0: Excellent. Well, Patty, thank you for being on the show. It's been fantastic to hear how we can help our brain function better with micronutrients. And guys, I hope you go out and check out Brain Gal. She's got great information on her website. Thanks for being here.
3: Thank you for having me, folks. That
0: is a wrap for this Sunday's show. I hope that you plan on coming back next Sunday at 11 a.m. for another hour of Thrive Time. Have a good week.